It's time to level up. Level up. Level up. Level up. Level up. Mastering the inner game. Meditate, elevate, celebrate. Mindset, level up. Make sure you hit that like, share, and subscribe button so you never miss out on any of our great mindset content. Hey guys, I hope you're having another beautiful day and making the most of the gift that we have, which is the present. Now today, we're going to dive into a great topic, which is all about how cold water can be therapeutic for us and how we can add this into our athletic routines to make the most of our recoveries and just so many benefits that come from this therapy. All right, so for anyone who doesn't know who I am, my name is Julian Service. I am the head coach at Mindset and I am a ex-Division One and professional baseball player trying to give you as much of my journey and experience and knowledge to help level you up to the highest potential you can reach and get you to the highest level that you can achieve. Okay, so let's dive right in. Depending on where you're coming from, having cold water or hot water may be a natural part of your daily routine. Now, of course, if you're coming from a better off area in the world, a first world nation, as you want to put it, you will probably have the benefit of warmer water or hot water as that is a necessity in parts of the world. However, a lot of places that don't have those fortunate circumstances will have only cold water for their showers. Now, this may make it a little different of a lifestyle, depending on if you're in a hot uh, climate or a cold climate. But of course, wherever you are, it is always nice to have some warm water because it's just more appealing as our body temperature is closer to what we're putting ourselves in. So when we put ourselves in cold water, it doesn't necessarily feel the best all the time because it's a little bit of a shock to our system. Now, if we compare athletes, right, some of them just naturally come from a less fortunate background and they've been doing cold water showers for their whole life. They don't know any different. But maybe for me, I'm coming from Canada and I'm a pretty fortunate athlete growing up. I had hot water. I had all those benefits. So I never really had to jump into cold water until I had coaches start to teach me the benefits of why we need to put it into our training and our routine. So many athletes are starting to clue in that ice baths and cold showers are great for recovery and muscle repair. In my athletic career, coaches would recommend ice baths after each hard and long training session because it starts to help facilitate that recovery process and get a lot of the muscle recovery needed for tomorrow's next intense session. So it allows you to get a lot more in when you're training and maybe spring training or off-season training or even just through the season. There's times where we need to really unwind and get the body to recover nicely and cold water therapy is great for it. Now, to make an example about those athletes coming from a lesser background, let's dive into a nine-time gold medalist, Usain Bolt. Now, this man is coming from a small but very strong island of Jamaica, which is my background on my dad's side. And he grew up in a small place named Trelawney, and that's on the north side of the island, closer to Montego Bay Ocheria side. And growing up in the countryside, they catch a lot of rainwater 
and they use a lot of spring water. So none of that is heated unless you have some form of electrical energy to heat that up to boil it, which most likely you're doing that for eating food. You're not gonna do that for showers necessarily. So seeing his background, he was already giving himself those benefits of the recovery from hot, long training days on the track, especially in a climate like Jamaica, it's an island in the Caribbean. You're gonna be dealing with you know 100 degree heat or 32 to 40 degrees Celsius for Canadians. And that is something that, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't wanna jump into a hot shower after just being out in 40 degree heat. It's probably not gonna be the best for your body. Just like doing you know, a crazy endurance uh, for cycling or for marathon runners. For myself, I like to cycle a lot in the summer. So I have a few buddies, you know, when it gets to cycling season, we wanna jump straight in the lake. That cold water, it's so refreshing, especially after a long day on the saddle. You just wanna get that nice benefits that come from letting it all go and getting your body and the core temperature to come back down and get those muscles to start repairing itself. Now, ice baths are a bit more specific for advanced muscle recovery. And they really aid in that blood circulation. Now, there has been a, a big debate about ice baths and ice in general for recovery because it becomes a vasoconstrictor. So it makes your arteries actually get tighter. But this is why they recommended ice for injuries because it stops the blood flow, which can be good or bad, especially with high amounts of inflammation. Pain comes from inflammation. So if we can stop the amount of blood going to the area, you will get less pain. However, you do reduce the amount of time it takes for you to recover. So a lot of times they will say now, we need to apply heat to a lot of injuries or for anything trying to create more blood flow because it's a vasodilator. So it opens your arteries and allows more blood flow. So if you had just rolled your ankle and it swelled up like a balloon and you go to put heat on it, you're gonna get more pain, but you're gonna get better recovery because you're starting to add the blood flow to try and heal that part of the body. If we add ice, the pain will go away. Obviously, it'll get pretty numb from icing it, but as well, we will hinder the recovery process. So there has to be understanding of what you're trying to do with the cold water. And when it comes to injuries, now there is a lot more debate on if it's better to ice or heat. So really talk to your athletic trainers and people who have a better grasp on that, because in my experience, ice has worked for injuries, but it did also take a little bit more time to recover. Whereas I added heat and I had to deal with the pain more, but the recovery started a little quicker. So you can play around with what's best for you and find out what will work. Now, you know, the biggest thing when it comes to ice baths is they create a nice meditative effect when we jump into that water. Think of that first gasp of air you would take in cold water. It's gonna start your body to be in the moment and to be right there on the spot. So having that is huge for meditation because meditation is awareness of our senses with no judgment. So when you're in cold water, you're not gonna think about anything except breathing and why am I in this cold water? <laughs> so that is a key to getting you started for meditation for people who have issues with meditation you can use cold water showers to actually get your body into the flow so you'll be able to be more aware when you sit on the cushion or you sit down or, or relax to meditate. It will help you to facilitate a little bit more easefulness into that routine. Um, now the deep breathing that the body naturally does is to control the heart rate and deal with that shock since the body temperature is obviously much higher than what cold water will be. 
and it allows for that blood pressure to drop too. So it has a lot of benefits for lowering our heart rate, lowering our respiratory rate and our blood pressure because those are all connected in the auto and uh, system. And those are very crucial that when one goes down, the other go down, okay? So you can manipulate the parts of our body and our nervous system that we can't really control. And breathing is one of the few things in our autonomic system that we can control. And using the breathing with the cold water, it'll lower the heart rate, lower the blood pressure, and you can use it to meditate in the cold water too. Or just to get through, you know, some tough times. If you're feeling a little anxious, feeling a little overwhelmed, that can also be a great start for the body. Um, now, when it comes to dealing with the cold water, it's all about controlling our breathing, or else you won't be able to really stay in the cold water for long because your body's going through a shock. And usually, after about five minutes, it does seem to kind of subside, go aside a little bit, and you, you get to feel a little more comfortable in the cold water. Especially an ice bath, the first two to three minutes may feel like absolute hell. <laughs> but as your body starts to go a little bit more numb, your body gets a little more comfortable with the temperature, usually about five minutes in, then you can start to relax and that next five to 10 minutes gets a little bit more pleasant. But it's always the first initial five that are very tough for most people, even Athletes who do it every day still have that initial shock of getting in it, but they're so accustomed to it that they know how to just get through it. But in my experiences, I do have that love-hate relationship because I don't overly enjoy cold water, <laughs> but I know the benefits of it and I have felt the difference in performances the next day when I did or didn't take that ice bath. So I always recommend to any athletes or my friends or teammates you know, or clients that they should start small and see how it feels, and then build their way up. No need to torture yourself, but definitely you need to give it a try and focus on the breathing and those positives of therapy. You know, it's pain and shock, yes, but at the end of the time, it's just a matter of getting in there and trying it. So if you at least give it that effort, you're going to start seeing some benefits the more you start to add it into your routine. And it's all just about consistency. So the more you do it, it'll become refreshing as you get used to it. So going into a little more of what icing does to the body, after a very intense or long workout, or even after a race or competition, it is essential that most of the time we have experienced some state of elevated body temperature, you know, high cardiovascular demand, a lot of muscular stress, inflammation from muscular stress triggers and that immune response. So this all causes blood vessels to dilate and sends an influx of immune cells to the areas of stress. This process is helpful because it repairs the injured tissue, but too much of a good thing can lead to some negative percussions, repercussions. In this case, the result of this is inflammation and that's swelling and pain. So this is where ice comes in to reduce because it vasoconstricts and it allows for less blood flow, less blood flow, less inflammation, less pain. For an injury to a specific area of the body, Applying an ice pack will cause blood vessels in the region to constrict, which is becoming smaller, which reduces swelling and less swelling results in less pain. Cold also slows down the speed at which nerves send messages, which is another way in which pain is reduced. So it kind of, you feel numb. So if you go to ice your elbow or your knee or your ankle after about 10, 15 minutes, you can't, you touch it. You can't really feel it. You can superficially because certain nerves are turned on but a lot of the icing does deaden those nerves too, to stop the pain. 
Um, which else, however, ice is not proven, this is what I was saying before, to speed up recovery because it creates vasoconstriction. And anything that's reducing blood flow is going to reduce the time period it takes to heal. It is only to reduce the severe pain and inflammation after initial swelling is down. Heating the area afterwards will have better recovery effects than ice. So ice is meant to be used for severe injuries. It's very swollen. It's a lot of pain. You're going to apply ice to try and calm the nerves down and slow down that inflammation. But after that initial day has gone by, it's better to move into applying heat and trying to do mobility and adding some movement to try and get it back to square one and getting you back on track. Now, if you're immersing the body in cold water, it is more efficient way of cooling down multiple groups of muscles at the same time. Just like an ice pack, it reduces swelling and muscle damage from exercise by constricting blood flow and decreasing metabolic activity. It also reduces strain on our cardiovascular system and brings down hypothermia, elevated body temperature, which is hyperthermia. If you have hypothermia, that's from being in cold and which this can reduce fatigue. For both lo local icing and ice bath immersion, another beneficial part of the process comes after the cold stimulus has been removed. During this warming period, there is a return of the fresh blood to the body, which floods the cells with nutrients and oxygen. And this helps to flush out waste products of tissue and the breakdown. So that's where you get the concept of flushing out lactic acid, getting those toxins that come into the muscle after repeated use, especially in the glycolytic system where we will create that um, lactic acid. And that is just a byproduct of no oxygen in the muscle while trying to fire. So it then creates that acid and that's what starts creating spasms and pain and the soreness and fatigue after doing a lot of anaerobic and aerobic exercise. So for an ice bath, you know, most studies suggest immersing up to the hips in a temperature of somewhere between 50 to 60 Fahrenheit or 10 to 15 degrees Celsius. And for about 10 to 15 minutes, just like icing, 10, 15 on, 10, 15 off. If you're gonna do an ice bath, you really only need to do it for 10 to 15 minutes and then you're good. If you feel like you need to do more, do an isolated area. But again, your body only wants to be in that colder temperature for so long because it will have to make your internal temperature speed up and heat up. Um, now, one important reminder is that you should never ice a body part or take an ice bath before running, racing, competing, or working out, or anything you're trying to do active and movement. The body needs to be warm before those activities, and ice can also decrease strength and delay the body's reaction time. Ice baths should be re reserved only for after those hard training sessions. You know, if you've been in a lot of heat, you've been going through a very long workout, you had practice all day, then you had weights. This is a time where your body needs that recovery and ice baths will be perfect. It is most beneficial for short-term recovery between events or hard workouts. And research does suggest that it can hinder long-term adaptations. So this is why ice baths should be avoided during building phases of training and only used when you're getting to those extreme points. Research has also shown that icing after strength training can actually slow down the growth of new muscle. So again, you're slowing down the blood flow. Blood flow equals muscle development. All those things are interrelated. 
So if you slow those down, you can expect that your muscle growth is going to slow down as well. And remember that after a tough workout or race, it is also important to just rest, hydrate, and replenish your body with healthy food to help you recover as quickly as possible. So you use cold showers when you need it, when you feel like you need to you know, lower that heart rate, get a little more meditative, better for your body and your skin. So that's where we're going to dive into those benefits of cold water therapy. And number one is it boosts recovery after exercise. Those cold showers help reduce muscle soreness and those intense workouts can give you a lot of that, right? Because you're training to the max, you're trying to be the best and you're always pushing yourself to that next level. So you're going to be pretty sore. You're going to be pretty fatigued and a cold shower will do greatness for you. And it has regenerative properties. Your muscles relax, they'll repair, and this will all be beneficial for when you're being in an athletic career. As well, it helps burn body fat. So we have some fat cells called brown fat cells, and they can actually generate heat by burning themselves. So if you burn that fat, they create heat. So when they do this, your body is exposed to cold conditions like in a shower. They will start to burn themselves off so that you stay warm. And they're usually actually situated around like your neck and your shoulders area, closer to the most important parts of the body, which is the heart and the brain. And we can actually burn those off just from cold water showers. So this is kind of heating up yourself from the inside by the effect of a colder environment. And that's that thermogenic uh, property that's gonna help you burn that body fat and not crazy amounts, but enough to get a little bit of a jump start going which is good for regulating your metabolism and getting those things going as well. And it also increases your alertness and your mood. So due to our body's regulating temperatures, cold water creates an alarm system. And this gets you out of danger. Like it's that fight or flight, right? When adrenaline kicks in. And that adrenaline spike is what comes from that because your body realizes there's danger from being in cold because it needs to want to stay at that 98 degrees Fahrenheit, right? It wants to stay there. So something that cold to it realizes that it could be dangerous to our body and it's a natural fight or flight response to that reaction. So it will increase your alertness and your mood just from taking a little bit of cold water uh, for a few minutes in the shower. You can also just wash your face with cold water and you'll right away know you feel a little refreshed, a little more awake, and that is just because of that alert system in the body. So you can use that to your benefit. You can strengthen your immunity and your circulation in your body can improve. So cold water helps to boost the white blood cell uh, count because the body is forced to react to the changing conditions. So it improves its uh, white blood cell count to expect for fighting anything. Now, over time, your body becomes a, a better at activating its defenses without that cold water. So it just gets used to turning on the defense a little bit better, a little more efficient from constantly having that cold water turn it on a little more. It also helps your hair and your skin. And this is because it closes the cuticles and the pores in the scalp and also adds a little luster and shine to the actual follicle there, and which is due to the closed cuticles that cause that. It truly helps in sealing in the hair's moisture and also helps in clumping the hair together. So same thing, hot makes everything dilate, cold makes things constrict. So it's the same thing goes for your clothes and your hair. It actually allows the hair to look better, stay tighter, you know, less of those ends just because of that cold effect. 
It also, again, lowers your heart rate and your blood pressure. That rush of cold water, which is that initial shock, it'll close the pores of your skin, which then slows down your heart rate. Our skin is the biggest organ in our body. We can absorb so much through our skin and we don't pay attention to it because we take it for granted. And just that a little touch of having that cold water on your skin closes those pores. You know, you might get a little hair standing up <laughs> and that also in tune slows your heart rate down. It'll slow the blood pressure down. It'll do all those things, it'll lower that. And that is going to be beneficial for people who tend to get a little over anxious or you have high blood pressure or you're just trying to calm down and relax for the day or for the evening. And the last one is it helps facilitate meditation. So a five, 10 minute cold shower boosts your mood instantly, right? After a short cold exposure to that, that great cold water, the brain floods with endorphins and oxygen. And this is usually from that hastily breathing that we go through when we first jump in the water. It's, from getting in cold water, your body's gonna start increasing the respiratory rate. So that pleasant feeling of the body becoming more in sensation, it helps to pay attention to yourself and your senses once you actually go to sit down and meditate. And I mentioned that before, it just brings you more in the moment, more aware, because now you feel things more. You're gonna be more in tune with right in front of you. And if your mind has been somewhere else or you're not really focused in, then the meditation you're about to practice is not going to be as deep or as connected to your higher self as it can be. And adding in a little bit more of a wake up and something that brings you into the present and makes you more in the moment is going to be beneficial for your meditation practice. So this is why it's something to take that nice little cold shower before you meditate, feel really alert, really alive, really in tune with the moment. Everything's turned, turned off because you're so focused from that cold water. And then you can dive into that meditation and make the most of it. So it's definitely something that's great. And I do use that myself pretty often after a long bike ride. You know, I've done my fitness, my cardio for the day. It might be three, four, five hours on the bike. Come in, take that nice cold shower, get everything facilitated, and then go meditate a little bit, reflect, and relax. So cold water therapy has been around for thousands of years because its benefits are astounding. It's just something we don't always think about because in many countries, we are very fortunate to have that hot or warm water and it makes showers much more pleasant. However, if anyone is like me from a multi-season country like Canada, then it will change the desire to be in hot or cold water because if it's negative weather outside, you're probably not going to want to jump in a cold shower as well. Your body's going to be like, give me some nice hot water. And that's just natural for our environment. So of course, Take it with a grain of salt of when you're going to use this technique and therapy and make the most of it for those times when you're really getting to intense training sessions or when you need to calm yourself down or get prepared for a good meditation. Either way, adding in some form of this cold water therapy is going to be great for your routine and it will help you immensely with boosting your physical well-being and that's going to in turn make that mental well-being improved as well. And this is all gonna have that mind-body connection improving. And you are definitely gonna want to do this for improving your meditation. So the more your physical improves, your mindset can improve, the meditation can improve, and you just keep leveling up in your abilities of what you're going to be doing and how you can do them. So I definitely encourage you stay on track, you keep diving into leveling up your mindset, you try out these cold water therapy techniques, you see the benefits of it, you start small, you work up the ladder, 
And as soon as you get more comfortable with it, you will see what I mean by having this in your routine on a daily basis. So I appreciate everyone for sticking around for the whole video, the whole podcast. And like always, make sure you like, share, and subscribe. And we will be getting you more great mindset content coming in next week. And we will keep trying to level you up for your athletic performances and everything you can do in your life to be a better person, a better being, and a better athlete. At the end of the day, let's have fun. Let's make the most of it and stay strong, stay healthy, stay consistent, and keep developing yourself. Level up.